I am excited to be with Christina Williams today. You, If you are a long-term listener, you know that we have already featured Christina and Girls Talk Sports TV as one of our essential women's basketball resources. And I don't know, Christina, I feel like I was on to something because, I mean... Like, I'm not going to say you got the Forbes because of auntie, but (laughs) no, of course, just kidding. All of that jokes aside, but you are blowing up right now because of how you are able to integrate a space known as Clubhouse these days. So we're going to get into that. But first, let's do a quick check in. Christina, how you feeling? Where where are you? I said you got the the books on fleek here. (laughs) Very black right now. <laughs> Got Kobe, black privilege, a little bit of Barack Obama, a little bit of Lala Anthony, uh, her power playbook. I love reading, so yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I mean, you know, both of us hold it down for New York, but it sounds like you have been able to get out and about. I mean, obviously coronavirus is changing things, but you've still been able to travel. I mean, uh, what has that experience been like for you just uh, transitioning to what we now consider our new normal? Uh, it's actually been kind of good. So uh, in January, I actually had a chance to attend two NBA games. Um, and so that experience was very, very different, um, being in person, taking COVID tests, obviously, taking the safety precautions um, to travel. It's been very different, but um, it's been very much needed because living in New York, um, you know, everything's on lockdown. So, you know, I just felt like I had to get away a little bit to in order to, like, you know, re-spark my creativity, kind of like reset. Um, it's kind of been weird to be in my apartment, but also doing everything in my apartment in terms of work and not having a separation place. So um, it's been good to be be able to get out during this time, of course, using the proper safety measurements. Yeah, I definitely feel that. I know we talked a little bit before we went on air, but I'm here back where they held the, I guess we're going back to what, 2019 now? 2019 WNBA All-Star Weekend, I'm saying. like, And you just came back from the city where they held the NBA All-Star. So, you know, we, we trying to get our vibe on. <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying. <laughs> For sure. Um, But as I said, the main conversation I want to have with you, and we'll talk about that in the next segment, is Clubhouse. Um, Sis, you've been on this Clubhouse thing, and I love it. But first, let's start with the origin story. So, Christina, you now are a creator in the sports space. But, I mean, tell us a little bit about you growing up and, and kind of what led you to what you do now in sports. Well, I've always been a creator ever since I was a kid. Um, my mom and my stepdad put me in a lot of different programs in terms of developing my artistic talents. Um, I grew up a theater kid, but also went to Apple Farm Arts um, and Music Camp like four weeks out of every summer to develop my visual art skills. Went to high school for visual arts, studied journalism in college, worked as a freelance reporter on that grind in LA, just all over and New York City as a fashion and entertainment reporter uh, for about five to six years. And then um, while also like staying around basketball, played basketball growing up, played varsity high school basketball. And so, and then coached youth girls basketball for about eight years on the side. And so, <laughs> just like my involvement with arts and like sports kind of evolved over the years as I got older, but always staying true to who I was. And so 
when it was time for me to kind of leave the fashion and entertainment reporting, I really wanted to go back to my roots, which was storytelling and sports. And so Girls Talk Sports TV was created because really it was hard to make that pivot um, with, with having that entertainment and fashion reporting experience um, and not really having like sports reporting in my resume. And so I decided to create my own platform, Girls Talk Sports TV, to really give myself and other women in sports an opportunity as well, whether it was in front of the camera or behind the camera, um, just to have that and also to amplify the voices of women in sports, um, particularly the WNBA. Um, we all know the statistics of 4% women's sports receiving media coverage, but then also only 12% of those presenting sports news are women. And mm. so what my platform does is really just put women at the front and center of sports culture. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. And I've got oh, over here. Here it is. And there she is. Okay, bam. I got Black Rosie up in here. Black Rosie, for those who follow me in hockey, you know that the Riveters is a hockey team, but they were looking to, or at least we thought they were going to integrate their logo. So instead of having a white woman on the crest, it would be a black woman. But you know, she's got the microphone there. So I feel what you're talking about as far as black women and women presenting sports. And I'm on a mission now to not just have um, women in studio or sideline, rinkside, but also calling games. So that part, right? <laughs> that part. So Black Rosie, you got to look out for her because I'm hoping we're we going to make her just the symbol for all of the women that have the microphone and are, as you mentioned, doing that storytelling. But so, okay, so you have the, the background in, um, in fashion, as you mentioned, and, you know, beauty lifestyle. You want to come over to sports to get back to some of your own personal roots. What were some of the things that you felt were like, bam, easy transition? And what were some of the more difficult things as you created, as you mentioned, your own platform to create more parity and equity within the sports journalism space? So the transition for me was kind of like, I won't say easy, but for me, I've always had been wanting to have my hands in many different things at one time. So yes, I was also, I was doing fashion and entertainment reporting. Then I was also coaching youth basketball through my network there, attending open runs in my local community, volunteering as a sports reporter at Dyke Basketball, um, just growing the game any way that I could before I decided to okay, now creating a platform. So when I did decide to transition, I did a lot of contacts. I knew a lot of people in the sports industry because I was also doing uh, event production and sports, uh, helping to do productions for the charity basketball games before we made weather. So like just building my, my um, network in that sense. And when I was ready to like launch Girls Talk Sports TV, it was a no-brainer because I already knew a bunch of women who played sports um, just through coaching, going to open like in New York City, being at Dykeman, uh, doing uh, event production. So like having my hands in many different things, the connections were already there. So I built my team around that. But also like when I first got started, I found it hard to get access. That was like the main thing, like getting access to those events. And so like my solution to that was continuing to use what I had, the resource that I had in my hand, using that 
to um, grow the game in my local community, showing up to any and every event, like covering any and every event um, at the community level before I can then get credentialed for those kind of bigger events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about access on here on Locked On Women's Basketball. I talk about access, but also storytelling and the gatekeeping that happens around storytelling because the struggle is real out here at CIS. And, you know, there's so much excitement leading up to WNBA 25, and I'm going to have a whole show dedicated to that later this week. But there are also some things that that we know as women, especially as black women in this space that, um, you know, as Howard Megdal likes to say, you know, oh, more coverage is more. And, but unfortunately, when it doesn't always work out, the math is a little funny, if you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, we'll have more coverage for the WNBA, but that percentage then of black women and women of color covering the WNBA and getting paid Okay, to cover the WNBA, that part, right? That sometimes can take a little bit of a dip until people like you, um, like myself, we've seen what Ari has been able to do and now working with a company until we start to level that field on in what we create. So can you talk a little bit more as we close out this first segment, talk a little bit more about the the drive and and the real passion and and urgency that you had to create a space where as you said uh, again more women more black women can be um the frontward facing talent right um so in the first year it was a lot of sweat equity a lot of networking across like you know asking my friends in college uh asking the women i met at open runs like look this is my vision like and uh, how can i help you in a sense of helping you build your portfolio and things like that. So lots of sweat equity before you could actually make real money um, doing this kind of thing. And it sucks because, you know, our white counterparts don't have to go through all of those necessary steps in order to, you know, make a name for themselves or get their foot in the door in the sports industry. And I feel like we always have to work 10 to 10 times harder than our white counterparts in order to just, you know, get a little bit of opportunity. Um, but that said, like women like myself, like you, like Ari, um, you know, we're making a way so that the people coming after us don't have to go through all of these steps in order to, you know, just get the bare minimum. And so um, for me, it's just like staying true to that mission like I had of just giving women a voice, visibility, and value in sports. Um, staying true to that mission because, you know, there are a lot of highs and lows in this industry where you see things may not happen instantly and you start to question everything. <laughs> about yourself, like, am I doing this? Like, is this my purpose? But then you start to see those little bit of changes that happen, like that one, maybe that one person that DMs you to say, oh my God, like, you've helped me and, and so, so much. And like, just those little things that keep you going, your support system, and just knowing that what you're doing is bigger than yourself. Um, sometimes it is hard to see that goal of, of that mission of wanting to, you know, make Wanting to see women in sports be the norm and not the exception. Sometimes it's so hard to see that, but um, just it was just about staying true to my support group. On my mission is just bigger than myself. Constantly reminding myself because you see other people being successful on the field, and I mean, I'm gonna lie, it's so hard to like not look left, not look right. Um, sometimes, but just staying true to, to who you are at your core, and and knowing that it's bigger than yourself. 
I love that. That's fantastic advice and is definitely going to lead into what we will talk about in segment number three. I really want to pick your brain again, Forbes 30 under 30. You must know a little something about something. So uh, we're going to pick your brain and and, uh, get your thoughts on that. But coming up next, Christina Williams and I are going to talk about the newest app, uh, setting social media a flutter. Everyone is just uh, out here on Clubhouse. So we are going to talk about how Christina has been able to leverage this new app and create a space for women's basketball. Coming up next on Lockdown Women's Basketball. All right, take a little pause. <clears throat> yes, I love this. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I'm going to kick us into the next segment and we'll be talking all things Clubhouse. Sounds good. All right. We are back here with Christina Williams, the founder of Girls Talk Sports TV. If you listen to the first piece of our conversation. You learned all about how Christina got started, some of her passions and what is driving her to get more black women, more women in front of camera, frontward facing talent, having conversations, doing the storytelling. And Christina, you have now taken that to another level. We know that you are using social media a lot for your platform, but all of a sudden I start getting these notifications for this little something, this little something, something called Clubhouse. And now I can't, I can't read article, you know, without seeing as, as heard on Clubhouse hosted by Girls Talk Sports TV and Christina Williams. So first let's talk about when did you first hear about Clubhouse and what were your first impressions of this new app? I first heard about Clubhouse, I want to say it, in November, and I was invited to the app by Grady Diaz, who also covers women's sports uh, as well. And so shout out to Grady for giving me that invite. She got me off the wait list. And once I was in, I started to learn how to navigate the app, um, started to join rooms and just figure it out on my own. Started firstly, started hosting like morning motivation uh, rooms and Lisa Leslie and a few others started to join and, you know, just having those conversations with like legends on Clubhouse, <laughs> just like simple conversations about morning motivations and, you know, just talking about life and just keeping each other motivated. So it went from those conversations to me realizing there wasn't a thing for basketball, let alone please basketball Clubhouse. And so obviously, you know, I run Girls Talk Sports TV. So I was like the perfect avenue for me to create a space that didn't exist on that app. Um, just to keep the conversation going and to grow the game in a new way, get people interested in women's basketball that probably may have not been interested otherwise. Um, because on Clubhouse, there are a lot of like CEOs, executives, uh, you know, people from Silicon Valley, things like that. And so for me, I was just like, all right, I'm going to start this random room. And first it was called Women's Basketball Hangout just for me and my media friends. Like, let's chill, let's hang out. Like we all are on Twitter. Let's have a conversation and just check in and see how everyone is doing. And then it kind of evolved to the women's basketball weekly chat that we have now. And I created it for two reasons. One, um, to give a stage to the leading voices in WNBA media that people may not know and recognize. Like, yeah, we have the staples or people who are coming up who are always getting that media attention and coverage. But, you know, for me, as someone who's like, coming up and now getting that attention, it's my job and duty to shine a light on others. And so for me, I invited my friends from WB Media every week 
just to amplify their work so people can get familiar with their names and kind of put uh, you know work to uh, work to a face, I guess, if you want to call it. And so that was very important to me. Um, people can you know just read and support new people in WMA media. And then I also wanted to start that room uh, just to have candid conversations with uh, the women of the WNBA sports professionals. And we talk about everything under the sun. It's very, very unfiltered. Um, and we try to have, we have topics that we talk about, but like we try to keep it as as unscripted as possible. And so over the last few weeks, um, we had Natasha Cloud on. That was like, that hit really big as well. Um, hit all of the major news press because we talked about everything in an unfiltered way and it really resonated with people. And so everyone was tweeting about it and then all of a sudden we got national news coverage. And so like, I'm excited about this week, especially because tomorrow we have uh, five athletes coming on, Courtney Williams, Ann Parker, Ariel Atkins, Mike um, Billing, and uh, one more person that I can't think about right now. But yeah, we're having uh, all these people come on, but just really to have chill conversations so that you can know WNBA athletes in a new way. Um, and yeah, we have fun, man. It's just so much fun. Yeah, man. I have been able to join here and there. I remember probably one of the ones that stands out to me the most is five Erica's up in that joint. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> you had Erica Wheeler, Erica McCall, uh, Chantel Lavender, Stephanie Lavona, uh, Chelsea Gray. So many people come through uh, as well. Chinea Gumake. I think Stu Bird was in the audience one time. So you just never know who's going to stop by. Um, it's all love. I love that. Um, not only I can create that avenue for the WNBA on Clubhouse, but also really for me, it's just really important for people to support the work of, you know, my count up my colleagues in this in this industry, especially grassroots media. I think that's important. <laughs> like support us. Like we are grassroots media. We are the heart and soul of WMA media coverage. And so like it's not always about me. It's not always about you know a particular person. Um, I really read everyone's work. I support everyone's work. I try to retweet when possible and try to shine light as well because it's not going to take anything away from me and my success to um, amplify someone else. And so that's super important <laughs> to me to to do that. Uh, just do my part and and shine light on others. Yes, I love that. And from the uh, sessions that I've been able to uh, join, that's exactly what you're doing, which is much appreciated because, you know, you follow who you follow on Twitter, IG, wherever else, uh, YouTube, whatnot. Maybe you'll read uh, a, a byline here and there, but getting the personalities or getting um, to how people think about the game. You know me, I'm always in here like, listen, New York Liberty needs to get their life together. Rose <laughs> joined that one time. I was like, y'all are talking crazy about the Liberty. That was hilarious, but. That was funny. Yeah, I was like, well, since you're here, like, tell me what you think about the system. <laughs> the conversations are not recorded, right? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Definitely all love for sure. Oh, all love, all love. But that actually, um, you know, we've seen that your clubhouse has started to be uh, attributed as reporting. So there are reporters, there are uh, our colleagues that are entering this space and are creating stories from it. So can you talk about how the club has grown and are there things that you do differently now that you know that people might be coming in and reporting on some of the things that, that are happening in this very organic space? 
Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started the clubhouse, it was just really like straight talk, not, no real structure to it. And so once we had Chelsea Gray and Disrupt the Game, that agency come on with Allison Geller and like all of her clients, they came on. I created more of a structure. And so it's like a one hour format panel discussion. Um, we start at the top with WFA News of the Week. And so we'll kind of like go over certain trending topics of the week and give our opinions on it. And then we'll go into the interview portion where we'll have a sports professional, whether it be a coach, an agent, a PR rep, someone from the industry or a player. They'll come in and then, you know, I'll have a set of questions and then I'll open it up to the media um, to ask questions as well. And so usually they have their own set of questions that they want to want to do because maybe they have a story. And it's all about access, right? Like some of these people probably can't get access to some of these athletes and they come on and they ask their questions. And then we open it up to the fans as well to be able to talk to some of their favorite players as well. And so it's like a win-win for everyone. You know, we get more coverage. People get to um, see these athletes in a different light outside of the court. And you just get real good entertainment. I think that the conversations are so much fun. I enjoy uh, getting to you know, talk to the media friends every week and, you know, just chilling. It's a chill vibe. Um, you know, I feel like, especially in media, we can get so serious about our work. So Women's Basketball Weekly is just somewhere where we can all kind of like relax in a way. I love it. And, you know, I've been on enough to know that there seems to be an ongoing trend. I believe uh, maybe someone by the name of B. Terrell started it. <laughs> like, he said, put it all. I'm, I'm in Vegas right now. He said, put it all on Atlanta. Put it all on Atlanta. Yeah, we got some wild predictions, some wild takes from some of our media friends. B. Terrell, shout out to him. Um, thank you, thankful so much for his contributions to Women's Basketball Weekly. He thinks the Olympic will win it all, and so I know when we have our Women's Basketball Weekly this upcoming week, that he's he's gonna um, say some outlandish things. We have a lot of Rose players coming on to the show uh, this upcoming week, but yeah, I, I love I love that we get to just fool around and, and give our hot takes. But yeah, he's definitely Atlanta dream or bust. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know he's been excited about that new owner and executive they got coming through the ranks. So shout out, as you mentioned, to B. Terrell. Miles Ehrlich is on there. Jackie Powell is on there. I mean, there's just so many amazing people that roll through. So as our listeners on Lockdown Women's Basketball are hearing this interview with Christina Williams, founder of Girls Talk Sports TV, Tonight, Wednesday, 5 p.m. on Clubhouse, you can check out the conversation for yourself. Now, right now, Clubhouse is iPhone only. So I'm sorry for the rest of y'all, but uh, but we're going to talk in the next segment a little bit more about some of the business behind spaces like Clubhouse and maybe some of the copycats that we are seeing. So again, I'm with Christina Williams, Erica Lindsay Ayala here representing Lockdown Women's Basketball. Coming up next, a little bit more sports biz with Christina Williams. All right, I'll take a little pause. We are back with Christina Williams. You uh, can check out the description to hear me just completely just 
go off about all of the amazing things that Christina is doing. She has been featured in Essential Resources. Usually I do that on Tuesdays here at Locked On Women's Basketball, but we have her live in the studio. <laughs> so Christina, we were talking in the last segment about Clubhouse, about your uh, group that you have every Wednesday, but I want to get a little bit more into the business. You talked about in November coming on Clubhouse, kind of getting a lay of the land, um, and now you have a weekly spot that is in national media, but what are some of the trends that you see in Clubhouse? For someone who might be new to Clubhouse, um, why would you recommend Clubhouse as a space for them either to learn more about women's basketball or to network in the women's basketball space? Well, it's definitely a great networking tool because you have a lot of people from different brands that work in marketing that uh, kind of tap into these conversations are in the audience and they definitely listen and they definitely reach out. So. If you're a, some, a content creator and you're looking for sponsors for for your brand or someone to license your content, it's definitely um, something that you should check out. It's also a great way to meet people and connect with people that you've never met before. Um, and in an audio setting, um, I think that it's cool that I get to talk to people from all around the world. People tap in. I, I saw that the UK even covered our last week's conversation last weekly. So it's like an international thing around but um, it's just a great way to, to meet new people, um, a great way to build an audience, a great way to from PR um, or just an extension of what you're already doing on other platforms. I think especially in digital media, it's important to think about scalability when you're um, creating content. Like you want to live in as, as many platforms and spaces as possible um, in terms of SEOs and things like that. And, I think that Clubhouse is definitely a great tool to use. Also, Clubhouse announced yesterday or earlier this week that it's starting a creators program. And so they will only select 20 people. But if you apply um, and you kind of pitch them your idea on Club about your show on Clubhouse, they are willing to pay $5,000 per month and supply you with everything you need in terms of marketing um, for your conversation. So we already see how Clubhouse is about to start monetizing these conversations. And so I feel like for me getting in in November, just being a little bit ahead of the curve has definitely worked in my advantage, but also being a millennial who uses my phone and stuff like for me, when I create content, I like to keep it simple, stupid. Like I don't need gimmicks. I, I say who I am. Um, I was listening to my friend interview Mark Cuban, I think a few months ago by the name, my friend Scoopy, he interviewed Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban said, you know, the way that traditional media isn't dying, but the way that we receive our news uh, is changing. And people want their news where they want it, how they want it. The way that um, we present sports news is changing. We see Twitch is happening now. We see Snapchat, all of these different tools and elements, you know. And so for me, um, I just try to think about my demographic and where I came from. I grew up in Harlem, New York, you know, so not... Where I'm from, not everyone read the New York Times for sports news. And so I create content for people like that. <laughs> hey, Harlem World, you know that we're neighbors, basically. <laughs> Got to hold it down. But when, when I do have to pick up the New York Times, I know exactly which Dwayne Reed to go to. <laughs> I get one of the two copies that they get. Clarity in, like, in that, you know, and like access to sports news when it comes to you. But even through COVID, you see like the participation in sports is definitely declining. 
And, you know, so these people, these uh, children, you know, the youth, they stay on their phones all the time. So for me, it's about getting them excited about basketball, in particular women's basketball, in a new way. Like, how can I get more eyes on the game? How can I get, you know, more young girls interested in the game um, during these times as well? And so it's by using these apps, keeping the content um, straight to the point, no gimmicks. <laughs> That's hey. Strategy, so. I love that. I love that. And just a few more things as we wrap up this fantastic conversation. But I would like to um, kind of keep all of this as um, under the umbrella of advice that you would give to up and coming um, creators and not necessarily up and coming uh, by age as in they're young. I mean, because I came in from a whole different profession. So I still consider myself <laughs> up and coming in a lot of ways. But um, so let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, but when it comes to starting your own company, I mean, there are a lot of things that go into that. And a lot of people just see what we put out on, on the front end, but there's a lot of back end work. So if you had to list like maybe three to five things that you would advise someone who wants to be a solopreneur or to run their own company, what are some uh, things that you would advise them to just really get a good grasp and a good handle on as they start their company? Okay, so my advice, one, mentorship is very important, whether it's someone already successful in a profession that you want to you know, work in. Peer mentorship is also a good thing to use as well. Um, advice to get started. You don't need a million dollars or a million followers to get started. You don't need a blue check on Twitter to make an impact. Start where you are, use what you have. Um, the internet is free, so start there. Uh, and just be consistent with your content. You know, for me, when I first got started, it was all about consistency before any of those big publications would double back and come to me. And now they look to me for all of the women basketball news and stuff like that. And they kind of like repost my content or source me. But it's all about being consistent. That's how doors open as well. When you look to get credentials, no one's going to give you a credential without seeing like the work that you've done previously. So, uh, yeah, just then follow your heart. Like if you feel like you want to take that first step, just do it. You know, you're not gonna lose anything um by just getting started and taking that first step. Yeah, I love that. The mentorship, the consistency. Um, I have invested personally in learning how to use video a little bit more because video is something that's really great. Um and it's versatile. Uh, there's so many things that you can do once you have a video clip. You can turn that into a, you know, a screenshot. You can turn that into a video that then has captions, which is something that social media and creators are having to be much more cognizant about when it comes to in full inclusion and, and equity on that realm. But I also want to talk a little bit about income and monetization. If we're keeping it 100%, we're going to keep it a buck, Christina. A lot of people in our space, in women's basketball, and a lot of Black women, we run things on our own, which a lot of times means these pockets don't turn over <laughs> and we're doing other things to, to fund this. Um, what has been your trajectory? And maybe again, you know, uh, some good advice that you've gotten when it comes to being able to fuel financially the work that you're doing. Well, you don't necessarily have to quit your nine to five. I remember when I first got started reporting in general, I was working in a marketing firm, also doing a lot of freelance work in the beginning, like when I was doing freelance reporting and like all that stuff. 
And so for me, you don't have to do your nine to five in order to, you know, make your business, do whatever works for you. Like seriously, do whatever works for you. Um, but now that we're in this pandemic, I feel like more and more people are taking reins, like taking control of their own narrative in a sense. And, and knowing that, knowing their worth, um, charge people, <laughs> like you don't have to work for free, but you know, in the beginning, you may have to do a little bit of sweat equity that I mentioned in the beginning, like, you know, um, in the beginning, you know, people did stuff for me for free and I helped them build their portfolio so that they can get jobs and bigger companies and things like that. I mean, that's just like a reciprocated relationship. But, you know, also know that right now content is key. Data analysis, like be aware of the data on your social media. And then you can use that to sell to companies. Um, for licensing and things like that. So these companies have money to pay, you know? So <laughs> just make sure right. you know your numbers and you're able to pitch yourself and get what you're worth. And that's, I mean, that's really what it is, you know? Um, and the main thing it boils down to is knowing your worth, but I'm not telling anyone to quit their jobs tomorrow and, you know, start a company. That's, I mean, that's not realistic, you know what I mean? So for me, I was someone who, when I first got started reporting in general, like outside of sports, like I had a corporate and I saved up money that helped me to do what I love. Um, and, and now I have an agent, so it's kind of different. Like I don't have to deal with that kind of stuff, but I mean, it took a minute for me to get there. Like I had to, you know, put in all the work outside of like sports, just like being consistent, doing the work. And, and so now, I have people who handle that for me, so I don't have to, like, thank God I don't have to think about that. I love it. Yeah, and that's good advice, too, is do as much as you can until you can't. Yeah. And then you need to, <laughs> to, to level up and um, reinvesting in business. You know, I've gotten good advice from mentors, like, reinvest. And time is is critical, especially if you're not leaving your nine to five, because I've also done this. I'm, fr I'm full-time freelancing now, but I've done this while working a desk job, you're you know? <laughs> and so struggle is real, but I think also, and I mentioned, you know, I'm kind of here in, in Vegas. I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I might need to play some craps, but I'm here <laughs> to just refocus and do a lot of what you said is kind of, um, you know, looking at platforms that you've been able to get an edge on or look, you know, where you have um, a unique selling point that you can then parlay to your point into really good and strong sponsorships and brand um, recognition. Um, so I know we've mentioned the bookcase. I'm going to get you on the solo layout here. But another thing that I think is such good advice is to always be a lifelong learner. Um, so whether it's some of the books behind you or other things, uh, what advice would you give again to up and coming creators, things that they can either invest in or to your point, find on the internet for free that can help them 10x what they want to do? Absolutely. Like never stop learning. I'm someone like I love to read. As you can see, I'm always ordering books like every single day. Um, I joke on Clubhouse with CJ McCullough, the NBA player, like we need to start our own book club because he was mentioning all the books that he was reading. And then we had Ray Allen one week and he was giving me book suggestions. So like I, I need to start a book club. But yeah, never stop learning. Always um, like like you said, the Internet is free. Uh, good tool to use is obviously YouTube University. 
there's lots of information there. Um, Lindsay.com is also a good one. Get good resources if you want to learn like editing and things like that. Um, you know, because a lot of people like, like nowadays, if you work as a content creator, you have to kind of have all of the skills, photographer, video. Oh, you have to know the bare minimum, right? So like Lindsay.com is just a good tool to use, I guess, to learn some of those editing things as well. Um, Fiverr is good. Hire some of your friends to do some of the little work, graphics, the photos. Um, but yeah, just never stop learning. Always read, always practice your craft, dedicate some time out of your day to just work on what you love. Um, I don't know it all. And when I can't do it, I'm reaching out to someone to help me. So yeah, it's definitely not a one woman show. I'm always reaching out to people asking for advice, asking a million questions. Um, I love learning. I love soaking up and absorbing knowledge. So, Yeah, that's really great advice as well. And something that auntie over here is learning. Um, but, you know, you have to be able to know what you can do and also be humble enough um, and, and position yourself in a place to not just learn uh, from books and from media that, but also in real time with people, as you said, that mentorship and, and don't be afraid to say, Hey, I don't know this. Um, can you teach me hard to like, especially when you're building your own thing, sometimes it's hard to take that step back because it's your little baby and you don't want anyone to mess it up. But like, sometimes you need to, sometimes that's, that could be what's holding you back if you don't get some help. And so, so definitely collaborate with people. Um, and, and, you know, if you can't do it, get someone that can. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Do it all until you can't. So, all right. Today, 5 p.m. on Clubhouse, Women's Basketball Weekly. You already laid out a few of the people we can expect at the top of the hour in particular. Uh, but, Christina, whether it's Clubhouse or otherwise, what are some things, you know, give us a little tease, if you will. What do you have? What is? What do you have planned for Girls Talk Sports TV? Ooh, for Girls Talk Sports TV, um, just like I said, in terms of scalability, just growing out the platform in that way, um, putting this out there, like as a predict, like as a, I guess I want to manifest this. Hopefully, one day we'll be like national like, TV show. But um, putting in the work still. Uh, doing my podcast, season two of Kicking It with Christina is definitely coming during the WNBA season. Continuing these clubhouse talks. Um, lots of exciting things. I can't really say right now. <laughs> lots of exciting things coming for the Girls Talk Sports TV brand. Um, also working on a mentorship program. We talked about that. Um, put that in place. I, I do. I do those things behind the scenes without any publicity. Like I don't need the publicity when I'm helping people. But um, really, just working with um, some execs that I've met before, thirty to thirty, to um, get that in place. Do some mentorships, workshops, um, kind of training people to do broadcast media as well. And just giving back in that way. I love it. I love it. Lifelong learning, networking, um, you know, definitely love what you have, the scalability, all of those things are extremely important. And, you know, those are all words that we hear, but when you in it, when you're doing it, the out here for real, for real, uh, th those, those words have some meaning. Um, so Christina, I appreciate you taking out some time to give us a, the lay of the land of Girl Talk Sports TV, of course, Clubhouse, 
and some of the things that we can expect from you and your brand in the future. Hopefully some young and upcoming creators or even those that have been in the grind and are trying to refresh and, and, and learn a few things have found this conversation as informational and helpful as I personally have. So again, I want to thank you so much. I certainly will be tuning in to Clubhouse out here in Vegas. Um, so we thank you for all of the work that you do. We thank you for all of the voices that you have been able to amplify, not just in the last few weeks, but over the last few years. Um, and so we're going to give you your flowers, sis. We're going to give them to you. So much, Erica. Listen, I am such a huge fan of Block on Women's Basketball, like I said before, coming on here. I was actually listening and catching up on all the podcast episodes that I had missed prior to you hitting me up. I was already listening to it, so it's so crazy how like life works. Um, but yeah, I appreciate the work that you do, Erica, in both women's basketball and hockey and all of the sports, all the women's sports. Um, you're such a talented person and, you know. You need to get what you're worth. So, Poppy, hello. Hi, Erica. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Since we're out here manifesting, right? <laughs> but also, I want to mention, uh, prior to the Clubhouse, because I know our Android users really want to get to listen to the Women's Basketball Weekly, we're going to do a 15-minute pregame from 445 to 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitter Spaces with some of our media friends. And we're going to transition over to Clubhouse with the players and um, kind of talk to them as well. And so join us on Twitter Spaces, 445 to 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, today. And then to, uh, we also will go to Clubhouse at 5 o'clock p.m. There we go. We're getting the breaking news here. So in, in the language of Twitch, they would call that a hype train. So all right, what we're going to do is we're going to go to uh, Twitter at 445. Yeah. And then everybody going to go from Twitter, those who can, we're going to go from Twitter over to Clubhouse for Women's Basketball Weekly. All right, I am ready. I'm going I'm to lock out the... This is going to probably be off the chain. Like, we have Courtney Williams, Cheyenne Parker, Melanie Billings. I mean, the list goes on. You never know who's going to show up on top of that. I'm excited to talk to these women because I know the conversation is going to be off the chain. <laughs> When you said Courtney Williams, already my mind was like, we about to not know what's going to happen at all. And I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for this. I love it. All right. Well, we hope you join us again. That is 4.45 p.m. today, Wednesday. What is it? The 17th. <laughs> I was like, what is the date? Uh, Wednesday, March 17th, 4.45 p.m. on Twitter Spaces. And is that through, that's on your account? Yes. Yeah, so um, I'll be right up where the tweets are. It's going to be a purple little circle around my name. Um, and we're going to just, you know, hash out the WBA news from this week for 15 minutes and give you kind of a preview of what's going to happen over on Clubhouse at 5 p.m. So definitely tune in. Get to meet some of my trusted and friends in WBA media because it's going to be good. I'm telling you, it's going to be good. I cannot wait. And woo, child, there is a lot of women's basketball news. So uh, good luck to you as the moderator getting through it all. Thank you. Oh, man. I feel like we have a one hour time slot, but I feel like this conversation might go on for about two to three hours. <laughs> it definitely could. Easy. Well, we will be there. Locked on women's basketball. Definitely going to make the jump. So Christina Williams, again, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Erica. All right.
Okay, I think I got it. I think